It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Hey guys, welcome to the Brandon Patrick Show. I appreciate you listening in. This is the follow-up episode to my interview with my wife, Jenny, when we talked about healing from trauma and our, our plant medicine experience. And that episode uh, was a fun one. I, I haven't had much chance over the years uh, to open up about my life much. I've talked and talked for hours. And some of you guys might 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 have been listening to me for the last five years and maybe don't know much about me or my personal life. And so that was a fun one because one, I had my wife on and I love having her on, but two, I was in a way sharing little bits and pieces of some of my life experiences that have been profoundly um, healing for me and really good for me. And I believe that I do have a unique perspective because I've been on both sides of the fence, so to speak, when it comes to uh, treatment and healing. I've been a practitioner for years. I've done this for over a decade. And I've sat in the in the office, in the chair, and talked to people for thousands and thousands of hours about their problems. I've seen a lot of suffering. I've seen a lot of stuckness. I've seen a lot of... Uh, destruction happen in people's lives. Uh, but I want you guys to know too that I have also done some of my own work and I've been searching for answers and I can't just make a living off of doing therapy on people all the time and just keep doing something but not really search for the best possible ways to help people and the best possible ways to help people heal. I'm a big believer in treating the root cause rather than the symptom. It's it's nice to take the, the, the symptoms away sometimes in order to not feel the pain. But if you just keep removing the symptoms, then the, it's going to come back again and again and might come back even strong stronger. And when I say it, it can be anything. It can be the depression, the addiction, the relationship problems, the struggles with God, um, the the resentments, whatever it is in your life. If you just do things to try to feel, make yourself feel good for a day, those things aren't being dealt with. And I believe trauma healing and trauma treatment means that we go all the way to the source and we allow healing to happen. And I think there's ways for healing to happen. And that's what me and Jenny talked about. I talked about a bunch of different modalities that we use, um, anything from ART to EMDR. Um, and those trauma-based modalities for treatment really do work. They're awesome. But finally, they're on the scene here. Finally, they are things that actually get down to the roots of things. For years and years and years, They've tried to treat trauma by doing basic cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, by getting somebody in a therapy office and talking for an hour once a week, or even getting somebody in a residential treatment center 
and having them talk about their problems and talk about how mean mom and dad were to them and all these things, but nothing changes. They leave the, the residential treatment center and they relapse a week later and they numb their life out anyways. Emotional and spiritual corrective experiences are what heal. So let me say that again. Emotional and spiritually corrective experiences, that's the key, experiences are what heal. That's what shifts the energy that you're operating and manifesting the outcomes of your life. Um, that, that's what shifts it, is that you actually have an experience. You think about it. I could ask somebody what they talked about in their therapy session five years ago, and chances are, They'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, five years ago, I can't remember that. But if I talk to them about a profound experience that they had of healing, they would absolutely know what I'm talking about. Hey, you remember that time you climbed that mountain and talked to God? Yeah, I remember that. Well, that was over five years ago. How do you remember it? It's because you felt it. You weren't just thinking wasn't just in your brain. You felt something different. And I don't think we focus enough on that experiential process that needs to happen in order for trauma to actually truly heal. We are energetic beings and our trauma, our life experiences sets us out with a certain frequency. And with that frequency, we create, we create whatever we create, good or bad or whatever it is. And that frequency stays consistent. It does its thing until something changes it and stops it. And what we've thought is, well, if, if, if you're creating with that frequency and you don't like your outcomes, come talk to me and we'll change the way you're creating. It can help to talk out your problems. I'm not saying that it doesn't help. It can absolutely help. But in my experience, um, the experientials are way more powerful than talking out your problems. The research has shown that the most powerful thing that happens in talk therapy is not about any of the modalities that the therapist uses. In other words, not about any of the types of therapy that they use. Um, they can be trained in every type of therapy. They can know every last tool there ever was. Um, all those things aren't that effective. The most powerful thing and the most effective thing that happens in a therapy session is if that therapist is good at empathy. Because what happens, think about it, what happens when that therapist is good at empathy? That client has an experience. They feel loved. They feel seen. They feel like somebody's holding space for their pain. That's an emotionally corrective experience because that therapist is empathetic. That therapist is resonating with them and holding that space with them. They experience love. They experience connection. What do you know? That actually is a profound experience that can do a lot of good. And the research shows that, that that is the most important thing that a therapist can do is actually empathize. Um, so our trauma, our trauma keeps us locked in to creating the same things over and over and over again. Let me give you an example. Um, in Michael Singer's book, 
he talks about um, uh, the untethered soul. He talks about how if I experience abandonment and rejection as a child, and I believe that um, I'm not lovable and that I'll get rejected, then let's say fast forward into my adulthood, I get into a relationship. And as I'm, as I'm in that relationship, what I do is I, tr- I notice every way in which my partner's probably going to abandon me and probably going to reject me. I look for evidence that that partner is actually going to do that to me. I actually will find a partner that I believe will reject me because I am resonating in that space of shame, of I'm not lovable. So I'm going to find somebody who's not going to create safety and connection for me. And even if they do a little bit, then I'm going to sabotage it because I know in the end they're going to hurt me. So I might as well, I might as well be difficult in the relationship or do whatever I can to make sure that that rejection actually does happen. And what do you know when I get dumped? All of my trauma messages, beliefs, systems are proven true. And I go off in the world with that same belief system. Till I end up in a therapist's office and that therapist's office, we talk about how everybody rejects me and how horrible it is. And I walk out of that office and it stays the same. Nothing really changes. Not until I have an emotionally, spiritually corrective experience. Um, Trauma beliefs and faulty core beliefs that create these things in our life have a way of protecting themselves. So what I mean, what I mean is they are really good at not letting you step out of an, out of the, the perspective that you have and pushing you right back into the perspective that you do have. Because if you go beyond that perspective that you have, you could get hurt. So if I believe that I'm unlovable or that I'm going to get abandoned, then what would it be like for me to show up as if I'm lovable or that people are going to be there for me and not abandon me? Well, that's terrifying. Um, I don't want to do that because then like, I could get hurt. So when you've experienced painful trauma, our natural, uh, the natural thing that we do as human beings is we develop these protective parts that make sure that that trauma doesn't happen again. But that's that's highly problematic because then what we do are these self-fulfilling prophecies and create these very things in our life that we don't want. Those parts that are protecting us are actually undermining us and creating the very thing that we don't want. Let's say that I... Uh, my, let's say my dad told me I was stupid when I was a kid. I'm just making this up. My dad said, you're stupid. So that was trauma. So I believed I'm stupid. So I go out and I create stupid. I act stupid. I get bad grades. I don't, I don't go to college. I don't try to put myself out there and learn and grow or whatever. And what do you know? I get a dead end job and a miserable And I just think if I weren't so stupid, I wouldn't be miserable. Think how uncomfortable it would be for me to show up smart. Think how awkward it would be for me to show up as I know that I can do hard things with my mind. 
when I have that system so ingrained, then I'm going to do things to, to make sure that that's, that's the plane that I'm living on. That's right where I'm at. Because if I step outside of that, that's vulnerable. That's scary. This pain, this fear, um, this trauma, these systems, they work so well. And, and they're so unconscious and so automatic, we don't even realize we're in them. And unless you're willing to take a step back and, and look at the outcomes of your life, you, you won't realize you're in them. You'll just do it. You'll just automatically do it again and again and again. Um, but if you're willing to take a look at the outcomes of your life, if you're brave enough to believe that you are a powerful creator who doesn't have to live in the suffering of your life, then you're in for a journey. And it's going to take some courage, but it's going to be freaking awesome. So um, one thing that Jenny and I talked about, and, and really in my story as I was talking to Jenny, I hope that you could hear in that some of my um, my risks that I took being raised very um, conservative, uh, very religious. A religion was very much there in my face all the time. And it was the thing that I had to believe and the thing that, that was the most important thing. And I couldn't look beyond that. Um, and then all of a sudden ending up in Peru in the Sacred Valley at a plant medicine ceremony with a shaman you can see like these were two worlds really are, they don't normally exist together. And for me to get there and for me to be open and be willing to surrender to that experience and have such a deep healing experience, it, it took a, a massive amount of courage on my part. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Um, what I'm trying to do is show you an example of what it does take. Um, in the LDS church, we have what's called the word of wisdom, uh, which teaches us not to do any drugs, alcohol, coffee, tea, and things like that. And we take this word of wisdom very, very seriously. So much so that if you break the word of wisdom, you can't go in the temple, which means you can't go to loved ones, weddings, and things like that. So breaking the word of wisdom is a big deal. You don't do that. I spent my life, uh, a, lo a lot of my life, adhering to this word of wisdom very, very carefully. No tea, no coffee, no alcohol, no cigarettes, no drugs. And I had researched psychedelics and plant medicine a lot. And I had learned a lot before I did it. And the things that I learned didn't match up with the fear mongering that had taken place i think both from the religion that i was in but also the culture of like man you're gonna go just be so addicted and your life's gonna just fall off the wagon and you're gonna be messed up it's kind of what and, and god's gonna be disappointed god's gonna be unhappy all of these things and yet there was something inside of me saying it feels right it feels good i've researched this a lot I know it's non-addictive, and it really is. I've had no desire to, to do it for since I did it, you know, three years ago. Um, 
It's non-addictive. Um, I'm not doing it to go try to numb my life out. I'm not doing it to try to avoid anything. In fact, it's quite the opposite. My intention is to go to somewhere beautiful, somewhere sacred, and have a deep healing experience. And that was my intention with it. And as I grappled with all of the other messages saying, oh, no, you don't. I had to finally say, I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this uh, because between God and I, it feels like what I need. So I went to Peru with Jenny and had the most healing, sacred, spiritual, emotional, spiritual, corrective experience of my life. And I had this experience, and as a therapist who had been doing talk therapy for so long, trying to help people with their trauma, as I had this personal experience myself, how was I supposed to come home and keep all of this to myself? I felt like I would be a fraud. And I needed to let go of what people would think, people in my religion, people in my family, um, I needed to let go of what they would think in order to open up and talk about this amazing thing that God has created, I believe, for our healing. So I think that any substance, whether it's sugar to cocaine to whatever, when it's done with the wrong intention, it can do you harm. Um you know if you eat, if you eat too much kale because you're just trying to get skinny then that kale's going to hurt you even though kale's good for you it's not good for you with the wrong intention it's the same thing with plant medicine when i say plant medicine i'm talking about psychedelics specifically in peru what i did was called huachuma or san pedro which is a, a cactus um that uh, opens up your heart chakra. And so I did that one during the day. And then I went back to Peru again and experienced ayahuasca, which is done at night. And that's made from a vine in the Amazon jungle. I know this sounds way out there. It sounds, but, but less so now people are talking about it now. Um, but like I said, when I was talking to Jenny, what the plant medicine does the psychedelics are very different. The ayahuasca was very different than the San Pedro. Um, but what it does is it removes those protective parts. It allows you to see almost another dimension, a perspective that you can't see because your ego and your brain is so in the way. It's so there, making sure all the time that you're not getting hurt. And it helps open up that dimension so that you can connect to yourself and to God and to others on a deeper level. And you experience things like surrender and love and connection that, that you don't normally experience. So um, with EMDR, meditation, ART, certain modalities with therapy, 
a lot of what that therapist is doing is they're uh, before, as they're doing the kind of pre-workup to the, they call it bilateral stimulation. When you actually process your trauma, what they're doing is they're trying to get you to let go, let go of your mind, let go of your protective parts and create enough safety and groundedness in that room so that you can have those same experiences that I had when I was on plant medicine. So, um, letting go means surrendering to whatever comes. It's surrendering to having a new experience. And I've worked with people before. I, I went on a retreat. I did a retreat with Tyler. Me and Tyler, by the way, our retreats are awesome. And the reason they're so awesome is because we have such powerful spiritual and emotional experiences there. And we facilitated this one experience that's pretty intense, um, really powerful. Most people were crying. Some people were even like, they, they, they were releasing their emotions and um, just really having a strong experience. And um, the, the experience ended and I walked up to this guy. He said, hey, come talk to me real quick. So I walked up to this guy and he said, I didn't feel anything. There's nothing here. I feel nothing. And I could feel how guarded he is with his emotions. He doesn't want to show how he's resonating. He doesn't want to show his frequency. And he's so good at it that even if he really tries to not do it anymore, he still shuts himself down on an emotional level. And so he struggled with actually having that emotionally, spiritually corrective experience because he was so guarded. And I believe that there's a way to everybody's heart. There's a way to everybody's soul, but some are much more protected than others. And some make sure that you don't get too vulnerable there. So if you're that person, I would recommend you you really practice some intention, some strong intention so that you can go to a place of surrender and have an emotionally, spiritually corrective experience. I can tell you firsthand that it works. I can tell you secondhand that it works because I've taken people to Peru as well. And I've seen the transformational um, healing that has happened. I've done EMDR. I've both done it myself and I've had it done on me. Um, and I can tell you, it's powerful. So, you guys, I, if anything, I hope this the, this episode has got you thinking a little bit in terms of how you're going to address your own trauma healing. Um, if you have any questions about it, comments about it, um, please don't don't hesitate to comment below. I would love discussion. I saw on our last episode that. I already got comments from somebody trying to sell psilocybin and psychedelics and things. That does not come from me, just so you know. Um, that is not what I'm trying to do. Um, I am just trying to uh, let you know that there are ways to actually heal from your trauma. You guys, hope this was helpful. Please rate and review this episode and have a wonderful day. See ya.